Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to season two of Cambridge Islamic College's podcast, the Tafsir of Surah Kaf. How can we prefer the afterlife over this life? How can we prefer faith over materialism? Sheikh Akram's Tafsir of Surah Al-Kaf explores this in the light of the Quran, the challenging issues of the modern times, and what guidance we can get from this surah to find a solution. When you talk about Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, they don't like. That the Quran said that whenever Allah is mentioned, their chest becomes very bad. But anyone other than Allah is mentioned, then they become very active. They listen properly. They have full attention. If people have problem and tell them about 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 Raqi, they will ask what is the address. They become so interested about every Raqi in the world. But if you tell them no trust in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, you know I do this properly, they are not interested. Because I remember once a woman from Manchester she phoned me in the night. In the night her, her daughter has got problem and everybody says jinn. So she phoned me. So I know that these are you know stupid things. There's no jinn in her. So I said, you know, just uh, you know, be proper, you know, and think properly. Nothing happened to your daughter, and ask her to do what you and do pray properly. Nothing. She said, no, 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 nothing. You know, people said this thing. You know, you 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 don't understand this thing. I said, if I charge you money, if I ask you one thousand pounds, then listen to me. Since I don't ask any money, and free advice, thereby don't listen. You know, then she becomes serious, and I advise her to what to do. And then next day she phoned, and she said, the problem is finished. It's gone. Nothing is there. So you know, there was no problem anyway. There was problem, no problem. People made problem. You know, sometimes people have different mood. Sometimes somebody can be scared. Sometimes you wake up in the night and you think there is somebody on your chest. Somebody, you know, you become frightened. You make noise and people think you have jinn. There is no jinn. It is human problem. It is it is there. It is those phenomena which everybody knows. It is human problem. It is known problem. Nothing is unknown. But somehow in our society, every any only one explanation exists: jinn. Nothing else. Really. Whatever problem happen, jinn is there. Like in India, if somebody slips, so they think there must be conspiracy from Pakistan. Any problem, Pakistan. So now in Muslim, Islam, then any problem, jinn. Jinn will be so happy that people are so much you know happy with us. They are they are afraid of us. You know, think properly. You know, this actually very important. When Allah is mentioned, they don't. They are not interested. Other than Allah is mentioned, they become very happy. When you say to them, trust in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, they are not interested. But if you say no, go to Iraqi. Then they will go to Raqi. The Quran says, "Who is more wrongdoer, more unjust than those people who are reminded of the verse of the Lord?" For after the anha, they turn away from them. Wa nasiya ma qadmat yada, and they forget, forget what they have done. Now think properly. See what you have done. Allah has come to help you. Allah wants to save you from hellfire, and you want to turn away and don't remember what you have done. Look your good, your deeds. How bad things have been. Shirk and kufr and disobedience to your Lord. You don't remember that? You turn away from Allah. Allah has come to purify you. You are so dirty. Allah come to purify, to clean you, and you turn away from Him, and you forget your own sins. It's very very powerful verse in the Quran. It really is so so is so important. You know, who can be more wrongdoer? Who is more wicked? Who is more unjust than those people who are reminded of the signs of their Lord, worship their Lord, faarad anha? They turn away from them. And they forget their own deeds, like if somebody very very dirty and clean, and they give him soap to clean. He says, "No, no, I don't. I'm not interested to think properly, really. And don't you look at your dirt? How how dirty you are? You need to be clean, and you think you are not interested? Quran has come to clean you, to purify you, to save you from hellfire, to save you from your sins, and you are not interested in something else. And actually, Quran which came for this big purpose, now Quran has come something else for other use." The real use of the Quran is gone. 
you know how much a Christian will be biting the eye from the that Allah sent the book to save the people from hellfire and they misuse the book. You know, somebody wrote a very nice story in India. He went to one of the big photo in, in, in India, Delhi, you know, which Shah Jahan has built so nicely. Now he saw there monkeys are jumping. You know, where the king used to sit, there are monkeys jumping. So he said, you know, it came to my mind really, Shah Jahan never would have thought, he never built this big building for monkeys. But monkeys are now using. And they use as they like. He never, used, he never made for that purpose. Allah SWT sent the Quran for high purpose. To save you from hellfire. To clear your heart and mind. To make you proper human being. To make you slave Allah SWT. And now people misuse it. People say if you use this verse, you know, this, your headache goes. People write books. There are books. They write if you have a headache, read this verse from the Quran. If you have a stomach problem, read this verse from the Quran. If you have got this, if you have got an enemy, read this verse of the Quran. For the women, if your husband does not listen to you, read this verse of the Quran, your husband will become your slave. Therefore, they say, they say if you read this verse, then your husband will become your slave. Tell me why women are interested to make their husband their slaves? Why they want to make them slaves? And if this is true, really, then that's what they do. Every woman should take by that verse of the Quran and keep reading. Your husband become your slave. Then the problems of life is solved. You know, think properly. There's no meaning, no sense really. So Allah SWT has revealed the book for a purpose. And they forget what they have done. Means what they have done, what they forgot. Means they needed to do istighfar. They needed to ask Allah to forgive them. As the Quran said before, you know, it has come that when the guidance came, what they need? Iman and istighfar. When the Quran came, they turn away and they don't remember what they have done. Their sins actually are so much they need to ask Allah to forgive them. They forgot what they have done, what their sins they have done. Allah said, no doubt we are going to you know, curse them. means Akinna is jama'a of kinan. Kinan means, you know, covering. To inna ja'alna ala qulubihim. Certainly we have made on their hearts curtains. An yafqahuhu ay li Allah yafqahuhu. That's how the Arabs use. Or it also can mean min an yafqahuhu. Curtains which stop them from understanding it. The book came, but Allah put so many curtains, now they cannot understand it. That actually, what actually, that is one of the problem of the people of the guide, not being guided is so many curtains really, so many veils between you and the guidance. So when there are veils between, in front of your eye, you cannot see. Your eye only can see when there is no veil between you and between what you want to see. If there are veils, you can't see. People have got so many veils, so many curtains. I was teaching, you know, I have taught a course on Ibrahim al-Islam. Ibrahim al-Islam really, pure person. He was able to remove all the curtains, all the curtains, all the veils from his eye. Man of the courage, man of the courage and thinking. In the, in the curtains of the tradition and the culture and the society, his father worshipped the idols and make them. You know, Ibrahim, Ibrahim looks freshly with his own eyes, does not look from eyes of the people. We people in the world look at the things from the eye of other people all the time really. You can see, we don't want to understand from Quran has become secondary to our life. We don't use Quran to be guided. You know, always look at the matter from the Quran. What Quran wants to teach you? you know, make your eye clean and pure. Allah said these people, 
when Quran came, they turned away from the Quran. Now we have put on their eyes and their hearts curtains, veils. They cannot understand it. They cannot understand the Quran. It's so it's amazing book, really, which can guide anybody. But these people are not guided because they don't don't, don't want to understand it. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has put it. Wafi adanihim waqra, and we have put in his in in their ears waqra. Waqra means something heavy. To like a heavy weight. To something which can stop them from hearing. Meaning it. Wafi adanihim waqra li'allah yasmauhu. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala make a burden in their ear, so now they cannot hear. So the messenger comes and reads the Quran. But the Quranic word does not go through their ears. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala put a curtain there, all the time curtain. This really is, you know, a real problem. The word is the problem. But the word is that people have got curtains and the veils. They look at the matters from the eye of other people. Sometimes curtains can be people. Sometimes curtains can be the culture, tradition, you know, people. Sometimes can be ignorance. You don't know. Sometimes laziness. People are lazy. And sometimes knowledge. You think you know, and that knowledge can stop you from understanding and thinking the Quran. Because philosophers, philosophers think they know anyway. So their arrogance of the knowledge stops them from learning the Quran. So sometimes the you know curtain can be knowledge, sometimes ignorance, sometimes culture and tradition, sometimes people's own you know habit, sometimes laziness. All those things are you know curtains which stop people from getting guidance from the book of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. It has come really to generous for everybody. You know when the rain comes. If you close, if you are under the roof and all those things, close the window, you can't see it. You need to remove the curtain, then you can see the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. The rain is coming. When the Quran comes, you need to open all the windows of your heart and mind. Then the Quran will come so nice and so fresh to your heart, and then you really can see the guidance. And when you read, that why when the Prophet used to read the Quran, you know he used to cry and tears used to come from his eye, and his heart used to be full of the fear. That how the Quran makes. And Quran says, "Lo anzalna hada al-Quran ala jabalin la raaytahu khashiyan mutasaddiyan min khashitillah." If we send down the Quran on any mountain, you will see the mountain will split. You know, out of fear of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. It is such a book, really. This book has come, and no purpose in our life. Nothing really. Some people read it because it is good literary test. You know, for literature. Tell me, the Quran came for literature? That enjoy Quranic Quranic language? Quran has come to guide you for the guidance. Some people really spend so much time on the literary aspect of the Quran, and why Quran has come? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did not send His book that people appreciate it, understand properly. Quran has not revealed that people appreciate it. Quran has been revealed that people learn from the book how to worship Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. If you appreciate the Quran, the beauty of the Quran, how now is in the Quran said? It's not going to make a difference. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is not going to become happy because you praise the Quran. You know, you praise the Quran. If you praise the whole universe. Not going to make Allah Subhanahu wa Taala happy, but if you obey Him, listen to Him, worship Him, and thank Him, then it pleases you. So if people keep appreciating the Quran, that's not ibadah. No reward in appreciation of the Quran. Reward is in following the Quran. If people follow the Quran, then there is reward. No reward in appreciating the universe of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, but the reward certainly is when people thank Him, when people obey Him, or when people worship Him. Allah has created you to you worship Him. Not to appreciate, but many people they make the religion appreciation, and that's that's enough. And they read the Quran and they keep up, you know, talking about the beauty of the language of the Quran, and they don't move from that. Certainly, their curtains, even the language, they become curtain. Now your own knowledge has become curtain. Your appreciation of the beauty of the Quran has become curtain. Now you don't take the guidance. People are sitting down, 
People actually missed the prayer and they keep discussing this matter. Because the, what matters to them is the you know these, these aspects of the Quran. Quran said they are so much, so many, so many curtains. Now, even if you call them, they will not listen. If you call them to guidance, they can't see anyway. They can't understand anyway. They can't hear. But if somebody else helps them to be guided, they can't hear. Still, they cannot be guided. You know, actually, the Quran came directly to them. They could listen to Quran directly. They don't listen. Then somebody else come and make them effort, make effort to, that they can listen. Still, they are not guided. Quran said, if you call them to the guidance which has come in the in the in the form of the Quran, they will never never be guided. Impossible. They can't get guidance. For the guidance, you need to clean, purify your heart. You know, like Quran said in the beginning of the Quran, the Huda for the people who have got muttaqi, those who are concerned, those who are worried. Those who want to learn really how to live in the face of that I slave of Allah. For them it is guidance. But people who have no care, no worry, nothing for them. So if people actually have closed all the windows of their, you know, of their mind and brain and the heart, nobody can guide them. So If you call them for guidance, they will not be guided. And you can see here there are many messengers. They will come in the day of judgment. And they have no follower. One follower, two followers. Nobody followed them. Not that they did not make effort to guide. But people to whom they have been sent, they have cut all these curtains. They are not, they, they, they have joined all these problems. In our time, consider the Quran is still the same Quran. But why we Muslims are not, you know, don't have help from Allah, don't have Allah's support, because we don't take guidance from the Quran. What how guidance comes from the Quran? Guidance actually will not is guidance as long as it's in the Quran. Guidance only becomes guidance when it comes to your life. If Quran comes to your life, then it is guidance. If you put Quran on your shelf and decorate the house with many copies of Quran, this print, that print, and many manuscripts, no guidance will come. Guidance will come when the Quran is in your life. The barakah of the Quran will come when the Quran is in your life. Honey. honey has barakah. Quran says honey has shifa. So if I buy all the types of the most expensive honey in the world, and put them on the shelf in my house. It's going to make me healthy. Take me. If I put all the honey, different kinds of honey, and I can make spend so much millions of pounds to buy all the honey in the world and put them in my house nicely decorating, is it going to make a difference? Honey only can benefit when I use it, when I eat it. If I don't eat it, it's not going to benefit. Quran only can guide people when people follow the Quran. When Quran comes in the life of the people. Then Quran can help. If Quran is put on the shelves, even people memorize the Quran, they're going to help. Okay, memorize the Quran basically like creating a new copy of the Quran in your mind. That's all. A new copy. It has, you know, it can benefit you. But if you just want to memorize the Quran, not more than that, you can see there are people who know the Quran by heart. They still cheat. They still do all, all, all bad things. They are still mis misguided. Because Quran needs to remove the curtains. Quran, people should be humble. People should accept the Quran has come. I should accept guidance from the Quran. I let my life be guided by the Quran. I should not guide the Quran. You know, meaning is when you come to the Quran, come to the Quran to take from the Quran. Don't come to the Quran to give something to the Quran. The people actually always want to give something to the Quran. 
Quran only can open yourself, itself to you when you want to take from Quran. Allah is giver, Allah never taker. Allah never takes anything from you, Allah only wants to give you. If you come to the Quran to take from the Quran, Quran will guide you. If you come to the Quran to give Quran to something, nothing will happen. So Allah SWT then Allah SWT said, Your Lord actually is Ghafoor. Your Rabb is Ghafoor. Now, how nice respect for the Prophet. You can see that they are not listening to Allah SWT now address the Prophet directly. Your Lord is Al Ghafoor. Al Ghafoor means all forgiving. Dur Rahma and one who has mercy. So much mercy. You can see really, they ask him punishment. Allah wants to say, you know, how can he punish his or forgiving? He wants to forgive you. He cannot punish. He is Rahma, he is of mercy. You know, he is not far to punish people. So when Allah SWT delays the punishment, not because he is weak. No, because he is so much strong in mercy and forgiveness. So people should not think Allah is weak, so he cannot punish us. No, Allah is strong, so he can punish you. Allah SWT is so forgiving, so like mothers. Children behave so badly, so badly, but still the mothers don't punish them. Why? Not because they are weak. The reason is because they have so much love. So they want their child to understand not once, second time, third time, fourth time. They don't want to punish. Allah SWT is actually you know, very strong. He can punish people any time. But he keeps delaying the punishment. Why? Because he is forgiving. He wants to forgive them. You know, he is not for punishment. He wants, okay, my seller don't understand now. Second time, third time, fourth time. Do Rahman, he's all merciful. The Rahman, he wants to have mercy upon, upon the people. And that's how he does. And I think properly, like even the companions, companions of the Prophet, even this time when the Prophet Allah was commanding him to be patient. Don't worry, don't rush. You know, things will take their time. You know, that time, you know how Allah did. Many, many people who have been the Prophet great enemies. They became his supporters. If Allah had punished them, we, were, we do not have those people. Khalid ibn Walid only became Muslim just before Hudaybiyyah. If Allah wanted to, him to be killed in, in Badr and Uhud, he could have been killed, punished, you know, finished. They would never have Khalid Walid. Amr ibn As, such a great commander of Islam who conquered Palestine and Egypt. You know, but he was not a believer. In the beginning, he used to hate the Prophet Allah did not punish him. He left him until he became like that. Umar al-Khattab, he left his house to kill the Prophet But Allah SWT turned him to become a believer and they become so helpful for the people. So Allah SWT will like that. Allah SWT always, you know, patient. You know, Allah SWT halim. He controls. He does not punish people. He teaches the Prophet you should also be sabr. Don't worry. Don't wait for the right moment. Keep warning. Keep giving good, good, good time to the people. It is not your hand to punish people. And if people ask punishment, tell them, I did not come to punish you. My only, I have got a message. So Allah SWT said, Allah is a ghafoor. How he can punish? He is not going to punish you, he is a ghafoor. And really, when you look in your own life, really, how many times you disobeyed Allah? And Allah kept us alive. If you had a message die, we never had time to, to repent. So Allah SWT has so much mercy and rahmah upon us. Every time he gives us more new chance. When you give a sin, when you do commit a sin, he, he does not kill, he does not punish you. He gives you more time. You know, he makes you to, to, to be alerted. You know, he wants you to know your problem. And then you can repent to him. And that's why he brings difficulty and problem. So when difficulty and problem come, they alert you. They make you to repent to him. 
تو اللہ سے تو رب کا غفور الرحم یو لوڈ از آل فارگیون درحمہ دا ون ہو ہول دا مرسی یو مرسی ان ہینڈ آل دا ٹائم ہی واٹ ٹو بی مرسی لو یو آخم بما کسب لاجر لحم العذاب اف اللہ سہن تعالیٰ ان ہولس دم اور پنشز دم فار واٹ دے ہیو انڈ اف یو ہولس دم ان گٹس دم فار واٹ دے ہیو انڈ دین یو ول ہی وڈ ہیسٹن دا پنشمنٹ فار دم پنشمنٹ کب سو کوئی کلی ڈو کفر آن شرک یو کین پنش دم اف اللہ سہن تھا وانٹ ٹو بی لائک دیٹ لائک ان دس ورڈ یو کین سین آور ٹائم پیپل ہیو نو پیشنس نو صبر لائک Then they kill anybody who does not, does not agree with them. Then the next group comes and they kill the other people who did not agree with them. Everybody comes and kills them. They never want to give any chance to the people. Never, never. Does Allah die like that? If Allah does with the same people, with those people, the same thing, what will happen? Those people who don't give any chance or repentance to any, anybody, if Allah does not give them chance, what will happen to them? Think properly. You know, do you want Allah SWT to treat us as, as we treat the people? We don't forgive the people. We just want to punish the people. We want to take a revenge. We want to kill the people. Anybody differs from us, we just want to kill. Think really, if Allah SWT kill people and destroy them because they don't obey Him, what will happen? Nobody will remain here. Nobody will remain on the face of the earth. Allah SWT delays. Allah SWT gives the people more time. You know, He wants to, people to think and think again. So Allah said, if Allah wanted to hold people and to punish them because what they have earned, He had brought punishment very quickly. But Allah SWT does not do. What He does? بَلَّهُمْ مَوْعِدٌ لَنْ يَجِدُوا مِنْ دُونِهِ مَوْئِلًا Allah SWT has made for the people a ma'id, a promise, a time. So Allah SWT, Allah said, you know, He did not, بَلْ لَهُمْ مَوْعِدٌ Allah SWT has made a time of the promise. He has made clear that warning of promise will come on certain dates. That will come. بَلْ لَهُمْ مَوْعِدٌ لَنْ يَجِدُوا مِنْ دُونِهِ مَوْعِلًا We will not, they will not find any refuge other than that one. When that will come, that will be the certain end of everything. Not before that and not after that. When that time comes. Allah SWT has fixed the time. If people rushing for something, it will not happen. If people want something to be delayed, it will not be delayed. He has made fixed time for every single punishment. They can't find any refuge, anywhere to go other than that time. Time has been made properly. And then Allah says that all the time happened. You know, Arab people, these people, they pass by many of those towns. where people used to live before them, powerful people, people of the money and power and position. But what happened? Ahlaka now, those, those, those uh, towns, where, those settlements where people used to live, Ahlaka now, we destroyed them. Lama walamu, when they round. When they round, we destroyed them. Wajalna li mahlikihim ma'ida. And we made for their destruction a certain time. Ma'idan, You know, Ajala Musamma, certain fixed time Allah SWT has made. So Allah SWT wants to say that rushing is against the Maslaha. Rushing, to, to rush, to do something quickly, rushingly, it really is something corrupts the 
فانه مصاري لك مو فرح يصير في في فيها تنبيه على ان العجله مفسده للمصالح دون تراشون لي كويكلي جست ويزاوت ثينكينج دي ريلي ديستارد اول ذا انترست اول ذا بينيفيتس وين يو دو ثيس بروبرلي رايت تايم ذن اول ذا بينيفيتس ار سيكيور بت وين يو رش يو لوز اند يو كان سي اول ذا تايم بيبل هو رش دي اولويز لوز ماني اسبيرس بت وين بيبل دو ثيس رايتلي بروبرلي رايت تايم دي دونت لوز انيثينج so messengers have come to teach people properly if they teach properly and right time all the time there so much benefits but if they want to punish quickly benefits are gone like for example you know if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had punished the people of taif people of taif taif did not believe and they hurt the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam they hurt him if the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam became hurt by them and he had made dua they would have been destroyed and after the taif when he came from taif returning back he was so much upset and so much hurt jibril islam came to him with another angel and said this is the angel allah sent if you want he can you know crush the people between the two mountains he said no i want them to be alive maybe they believe if not they at least their family their children certainly after a while people of taif became muslim and not only muslim they became good fighters defenders of islam and among their family was somebody muhammad ibn qasim thaqafi 17 year old young boy he is the one who conquered india he is the person who was commander when hajjaj yusuf sent the army you know to sindh and multan to you know the main place of india like sindh multan part of gujarat and part of kashmir they were conquered by this man muhammad ibn qasim thaqafi so if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed the whole taif could we have got muhammad qasim thaqafi no that why it is very very important to sabr this surah really is Trust, trust in Allah's knowledge and trust in Allah's power. Very often, many people, many many Muslims, they curse unbelievers. They make kunut anazila against Israel, against Americans. But nothing happened. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala delaying for a purpose. We don't know what purpose. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala knows the purpose to try to understand properly. The way not to curse the people. The way not to 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 destroy them. The way really is to follow Allah's command. We have sabr, have patience, guide the people, teach them properly. You know, but to be keen to brother people to be killed is not right. We are not Allah's way. Allah is the way not to have no mercy upon the people. Allah's way is to be kind to the people, to be nice to the people. So anyway, so Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "What is the Quran? Halaknahum, lama zalamu, wajalna lemahlikhim maqida." Like Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said in the Surah Al-Hijr, the verse number four to five. Let me read from there to make more clear, Inshallah. Surah Al-Hijr Surah Al-Hijr the verse number 4 to 5 The Quran so ma ahlakna min qaryatin illa walaha kitabun ma'lum We did not destroy any people but they have got known book written fixed properly ma tasbiqu min ummatin ajalaha wa ma yasta'khirun no nation can be before can you know can see its its end before the time or after the time fixed time is there all the time allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made very clearly but people don't people say waqalu ya ayyuhal ladhina nuzila alayhi dhikr innaka lamayun you are mad allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delaying them because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that if are every single thing there is, there is promise ma'id then quran said in surah al-isra The verse number 
Quran says, every time we have make fixed time. But fixed time, how it happened? Before the fixed time, unless Muhammad Ta'ala send the messengers, messengers come, tell the people, people have full time. If the people don't listen to the messengers, then the punishment come on that fixed time. Allah SWT does not want to send the punishment. The people say we do not know. So Allah says, وَإِذَا أَرَدْنَا أَنُّهُنِكَ قَرْيَةً أَمَرْنَا مُتْرَفِيهَا فَفَسَقُوا فِيهَا فَحَقَّ عَلَيْهَا الْقَوْلِ فَدَمَّرْنَاهَا تَدْمِيرًا Whenever we want to destroy any town, we command its rich people, people who are luxury life, nice life, we command them so they disobey. So then the word of Allah becomes true and then we destroy them. What meaning? The meaning actually before that, if you see, the verse before that is, وَمَا كُنَّا مُعَذِّبِينَ حَتَّى نَبْعَثَ رَسُولًا We don't punish until we send the messenger. So what actually happens is, if Allah SWT makes fixed time that this town will be destroyed. Before that, He sent a messenger. Messenger come and messenger guide the people. But people don't listen. Rather actually the people who are the leaders, they disobey the messenger and they tell people no no don't listen to them you know follow your way of life like Quran used to say power of the hunar they listen to the those those misguided people and then Allah SWT punishment come the Quran is saying that we don't we are when we don't punish any any people until we send a messenger and when we want to destroy then what happens is the people don't listen to the messenger they listen to their own leaders and they disobey Allah SWT and then our word becomes true and then we destroy them and not only once after new there are many many generations many many people we destroy them not only one people many many your lord is enough sufficient to know the sins of his people so Allah always had been he never punished people so quickly he gives them time. He sends the messenger. He gives the messengers come, explain to them. And now people have got two choices to listen to messenger or to listen to their own leaders. They don't listen to the messenger, they listen to the, their own leaders. Then the punishment comes. Is it clear? So now Quran is starting a new story. The story actually comes for a purpose. The purpose, same thing really is that in this life, people need to have patience, patience, sabr. Sabr is very, very important. And Allah SWT is about, about, about the destruction of the people. Allah SWT has given time. He does not rush for anything. And this sabr needs to be taught. The Prophet SAW has been called from the very beginning of the surah to do sabr. Allah SWT commanded the person to do sabr. Be patient. Don't worry. If they don't listen to you, don't worry. Don't, don't be too keen for them to accept Islam. Don't destroy yourself. You know, don't rush. Just do properly, nicely, gently, things properly. You know, to believers actually in the life and need to have patience. And Musa al-Islam is very similar to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Musa al-Islam has got much tougher life than the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because Musa al-Islam has got a people who really are amazing pe you know, people, Bani Israel. No, don't listen to anything. If Musa al-Islam asked them to slaughter a cow, that is a big problem for them. Musa al-Islam said, tell, tell them, okay, this is the holy town, Hero city, Batul Maqdis, let's go and conquer. They say, no, in the Jabbarin in the city, there are mighty people. How can we fight them? If they leave the city, then we can go. You and your Lord go and fight them. So, Bani Israel, Musa Islam goes to Tur and they start worshipping the calf. Bani Israel has so much trouble. Tell me, can we live with Bani Israel? If you don't have patience, 
you cannot survive with Israel. Impossible, really. Musa and, and the Firaun, such a stupid person, an arrogant person. Every single time Musa actually explained to them, he does not listen. Musa has faced two of these people, really, but Israel and Firaun. And both actually need not easy. Both are so difficult thing. He needs patience. He needs sabr. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaching him to be patient. Now in our time, actually this, I want to make this, this story much more relevant to our time. This is what is missing in our time really. Muslims, we Muslims, we don't learn sabr, don't learn patience. Where we need to do sabr, we, we fight. There's no fighting. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to use sabr, have patience. Where, where, where he commands us to do sabr, we use sword. It never can work. Musa al-Islam, did he use the sword against Firaun? Did he use sword against Ben Israel? So much sabr, so much patience. Actually, he himself said to Ben Israel, Wasbiru, istainu billahi wasbiru. Seek help from Allah and be patient. Do sabr. You know, sabr is the, you know, all the time. So this story really is coming now soon. Musa al-Islam and Khadir al-Islam, the story, the story is based on this matter. Allah SWT telling the Prophet Muhammad SAW, certainly you are rushing for the people to become believers. You are so keen, and in their keenness, you are going to kill yourself. You are going to kill yourself. Don't do this thing. Sabr and patience, they are the beauty. If you do this properly and with patience, then this will happen much, much better. Fruits will come at the time rightly. Don't lose your patience. Do sabr properly. And don't make punishment come so quickly. And Allah SWT wants to, you have to take a lesson from the life of Musa. Because Musa also needs a messenger like you. He needed patience and sabr. And what we did, we taught him. So the story of Musa has been mentioned in the Quran for only one purpose. How to teach sabr. And the sabr is again based on the main theme of the story which I mentioned, the surah which I mentioned earlier, that Allah has more knowledge and we have less knowledge. So that's why we should trust in him. Allah has more power than we have got to trust in him. So the reason we have to, uh, we have, to have sabr, sabr, is you know, based on some reality, a reality in the life basically is that we don't know. So we have to wait for the right moment. Like Musa al-Islam, he did not know with the Khadir. So you have to do sabr. So is it clear? So to understand the story of Khadir and Musa in the Quran is for only one purpose, that Musa need to learn the patience. He need to know sabr because he's facing two people. He's facing Fir'aun and he's facing Bani Israel. And for both of them, the sabr is very, very important. And why it is mentioned here? So the Prophet وسلم, he also can be taught that you need to do sabr like Musa al-Islam, like learn from that. So when people don't believe in you, don't rush. Do this properly. Don't be too keen for them to become believer. And also don't, don't be too keen for the punishment to come on the people. So now this story is coming. And the few things are more inshallah in the story, uh, which I want to explain before going deep. One is the story is about Musa al-Islam and a story of another person whom Allah has given the knowledge. What is the name of that other person? The name has come in Sahih Bukhari and books of the Hadith, Al-Khadir. Al-Khadir in Arabic language means green. It could be for any purpose the name Khadir. Some people read Khidr, but actually the name in Arabic language is Khadir. Khadir means green person. So no doubt, there is no harm to accept that name, especially when it comes to Hadith, book of the Hadith. So the person who was with Musa al-Islam is Khadir. The story is nice, interesting. It has many, many lessons, like many stories from the Quran. And when you learn the story, you learn many, many things. But again, actually, people who are not 
content with the guidance from the Quran and they want to make the whole Quran books of the course and they want to decode, they are not happy with the way it's in the Quran. They want to make a story of Fadir and Musa so mysterious, you can't imagine it. The whole story becomes so much mystery and nothing can understand and going on all in so many things. So I want to make you know, those plans very clear. You know, Khadir is a human being. He's not an angel. He's just a human being like any normal human being. He's a normal human being. He's also a prophet because certainly he receives a revelation from Allah. Because at the end of the story, he said, I did not do this with my command. It means he receives command from Allah. And also, Khadir is mentioned in the story of the Khadir is mentioned. Allah فَوَجَدَ عَبْدًا مِّنْ عِبَادِنَا They found a slave among our slaves. Allah SWT used the word our slave, you know, about the prophets and messengers. So much Abdana Ayyub, our slave. That also signed that he is a prophet. And then Allah SWT said, وَآتَيْنَاهُ رَحْمَةً مِّنْ عَنِّ الرَّحْمَةً مَرْسِي Quran has used the word mercy for the prophethood. When Quran said, أَهُمْ يَقْسِمُونَ رَحْمَةً رَبِّكَ Do they distribute your mercy of your Lord? Mercy there means prophethood. Do they make people prophet? In this story, there are many, many indications that this person, Khadir, is a prophet. And actually, that's what makes more sense anyway. That Musa Islam can be learning from a prophet like him. And prophets and messengers, Quran says, Messengers, some of them have preferred over the other. And every messenger has got something you know, unique, something different from other people. Like Allah SWT spoke with Musa Islam directly. That an honor never happened to anybody. Musa Taklima. Musa used to come to Mountain of Tur and speak with Allah. The Prophet Muhammad he used to receive revelation through and the Jibreel. Musa could receive revelation directly from Allah. Musa Allah supported him with the Holy Spirit for certain purpose. He got something differently. So messengers have some messenger. Dawud al Islam has got kingship, kingdom. And Allah SWT taught him how to make things from the iron. He could make armor and sword. So many. He made like him. Similarly, Prophet Muhammad to all the messenger prophet, sometimes they could have something, you know, uh, in which they are better than the other. But as a whole, we know the Prophet Muhammad as a whole is the best messenger. Though Ibrahim is in many ways better than him. And Musa is better than him. Because Musa is Kalimullah. And Isa is also better than him in something. But as a whole, you can see Prophet Muhammad like Abu Bakr Siddiq, we believe that after all the messengers and prophets, Abu Bakr Siddiq is the best person. After all the messengers and prophets, who is the best person? Abu Bakr Siddiq. But other, other prophets, other companies, they also have got many virtues which Abu Bakr does not have. Like the Prophet said, if Umar walks on a path and Shaitan is coming there, Shaitan will change his path. He did not say that about Abu Bakr Siddiq. He said about, about Umar, if I had to make any khali, any, if there is any prophet after me, it would be Umar. The prophet says about Abu Ubaida, Abu Ubaida, Aminu Hadil Ummah. The Amin and the trustworthy man of this Ummah is Abu Ubaida. He is a Khalid, about Khalid Walid, Khalidun Saifu Min Suyufillah. Khalid is sword from the many sources of Allah SWT. So you can see there are actually many, many virtues of the companions. Though Abu Bakr Siddiq as a whole is better than all of them, but in some virtues, some people have got something better than him. Musa al-Islam as a messenger, 
He's not only better than Khadir, he's better than many, many people. Musa is among the five great messengers. Five great messengers are Nuh Al-Islam, Ibrahim Al-Islam, Musa Al-Islam, Isa Al-Islam, and Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi They are a Rusul Ulul Azm. Messengers of determination. Great messengers. Nuh Al-Islam, Ibrahim Al-Islam, Musa Al-Islam, Isa Al-Islam, and Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Five people. They better. Certainly, Musa Islam is much, much better than Khadir. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for example, you know, when the Prophet sallallahu has to make a sword, he will go to an iron smith. The Prophet sallallahu for the for the sword, he needs an iron smith. He has to go into him. It does not mean that iron smith is better than him because he has to travel to him. Sometimes, for example, if I have, you know, somebody has to, like a Abu Hanifa, great man of Kufa, he had to repair his shoes. And then somebody said on that corner of Kufa, there is a man who is a shoemaker, and Abu Hanifa goes to him and to ask him to repair the shoes. Is the shoemaker better than Abu Hanifa? No. Because it is something which the shoemaker knows Abu Hanifa does not know. And it does not harm Abu Hanifa. So Abu Hanifa can travel to go to shoemaker. So if Allah commands Musa al-Islam to go to certain person, that does not mean that person is better than Musa al-Islam. No. Musa al-Islam is the whole better than him in many, many times. No doubt, Musa is a messenger, he's chosen. Allah has chosen him to guide the people. Khadir was never chosen to guide these people. Musa has been chosen to guide the people. But in something, there's some knowledge which Khadir has got for which Musa needs to go to him. But that knowledge is not important. Musa can be a messenger without that knowledge. It's not important, but Allah wants to tell him for a purpose. Allah wants to teach him the sabr and patience. Though the knowledge of Khadir, Musa never, never needs to know. And Allah never taught Musa that knowledge. He does not need to know that knowledge is so important. But that knowledge only was to, 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 taught to Musa for a purpose to train him for the sabr. Is it clear? Try to understand properly this man Khadir. First thing is he is a prophet. So these people, those people who say he is a, a wali or saint, they are wrong. They have no proof for that. Rather, actually, in the Quran, the more indication of the person being a prophet. Because Allah said in the Quran that he said, I did not do for myself. I obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So first thing is a prophet. Second thing is, he is not better than Musa al-Islam. No. Musa al-Islam is many, many times better than him. Musa al-Islam goes to him for one thing, you know, like anybody, something, I mentioned like, like Abu Hanifa can go to a shoemaker, but does not mean the shoemaker is better than, Musa, uh, than Abu Hanifa rahmatullah ta'ala. So similarly, Musa comes to Khadir for something, but that does not mean Khadir is better than Musa. No. Musa is much, much better than, than Khadir. But Khadir has got some knowledge which actually is not useful for Musa anyway. Musa does not need that knowledge. But Musa only needs to learn something to become patient. And that I will explain inshallah later on. The second thing. Third thing is that people have made unnecessary story that this man Khadir is alive. So this actually is no proof. This man Khadir was a human being. He was born and then he died. Simple thing like anybody born and died. This person was born. He lived in a place where people knew him and then he died. And now people say that you know he's alive, and every time people claim that they meet him. And most places where I've most people who actually claim that they met Khadir is I only place at least Punjab in Pakistan. I don't understand why people of Punjab are so keen to meet Khadir. You know, the, uh, all the time, every time you read any biography of any saint from Punjab, somehow he has contended with Khadir. He was going in outside the town and he did not know how to go. And Khadir comes and tells him, go this way. Why he was Khadir? He was anybody, any human being. He you did not know the way and he told you. So how you came Khadir? Do you know Khadir? Who Khadir is? Do you recognize him by face? What makes you to know that somebody is Khadir? 
if you ask, you know, my, my name is Khadr. So it could be his name is Khadr. So why you come there, Khadr? I was like, I was in London, I was teaching Arabic grammar, and then I came down, and somebody came and made me, hugged me and all nicely, and he said, I wanted to meet you for a long time. So I became happy, and I said to him, what is your name? He said, my name is Khadr. So I said to him, it is good that you met me. If you had met anybody from Punjab, it would have been different, different, different thing, different story. They would have said, oh, I met Khadr, big story. So I met also Khadr, but I know he's Khadr, his name is Khadr. So there can be people have people have Khadr name. So what a big thing about that? What, how to make the same Khadr with the same name? There can be many, many people. You know, Muhammad, if I meet a Muhammad now, so I say, I met Muhammad Sallallahu No, it's another Muhammad. You know, with the same name, there can be millions of people in the world. So Khadr can be a name by many, many people. So you know, unnecessarily problem in the world, really. That means people say, it's basically meaning illness in the mind. It means the mind is not right. They don't think properly. Allah SWT made the human being to be born and to die. He never made anybody eternal. He, Allah, was, Allah said to the Prophet you know, you, know you, you are not going to live alone. And if you die, are they going to live forever? And Allah said to the Prophet we never made any prophet forever. Nobody came forever. People are born and they die. Adam was born and then he died. Ibrahim is so nice, so imam of the people, but he died. Ismail died, Yaqub died, Ishaq died, Musa died, Isa Islam has been lifted to heaven, Muhammad Sallallahu died, Quran says, Muhammad is the Rasul, Muhammad is a messenger. If I met a Qutlan Qalab, if he dies or is killed, you turn away, and the Quran says, Inna ka majjit wa inhum majjitun, oh Muhammad, you are going to die, and they are going to die, everybody died. So Khadir was born, he died, simple thing. And think really, if Khadir is alive, why he will come to Punjab? Okay. Isn't there anybody, any, any place better in, the, in what to live other than Punjab? He could go to Makkah. He can, if I, if I have choice to live in the world, I go to Makkah. I will in Medina. I go to Bajmaqdis. Why go to Punjab? Why Khadir has to choose this land? Or leave all the world for everywhere. He's coming from Middle East and just want to live in Punjab. That doesn't make any sense. And if Khadir was alive, why he comes to meet people in India in, the, in, the, in our century? Why doesn't he, he didn't come to meet Abu Hanifa? Abu Hanifa never met Khadir. I think Khadir should be more keen to meet Abu Hanifa. Abu Hanifa is a man of the faith and jurist and you know, uh, uh, the great man of Islam. So many followers. Khadir be, should, should be more keen to meet Abu Hanifa. But Khadir never comes to meet Abu Hanifa. He never comes to meet Imam Shafi. He never met Ahmad al He never met Bukhari. Khadir could come to Bukhari to learn from him from Sahih Bukhari. And then he will learn from him and we learn from Khadir, direct student of Imam Bukhari. But it never happened. Khadir should have come to the Prophet If Khadir is alive, Khadir should come and meet the Prophet Why, you know, leaving the Prophet and coming to Punjab, nothing proper. He should come to Medina to meet the Prophet. He come to Makkah, meet the Prophet He could come and meet Abu Bakr Siddiq, Umar al-Farooq, Usman Ali. He met, he never appeared any time and suddenly appears now. And everybody claims that they meet Khadir. So that this, this does not exist really. You know, Khadir was born and died. And the Prophet said once in Medina that from now on, after 100 years, anybody who is alive now, they will not remain alive. That Hadith Sahih in Bukhari everywhere, that anybody who is alive now, or is born now, after 100 years, they will not remain alive. All that, but any human being. So clear, if Khadir was born, then he died. But at least by that time he died anyway. So there is no proof in the world that Khadir is alive. And the Prophet never said, never said Khadir alive. He never mentioned that you know, he is alive. And the Quran never mentioned any human being 
to be eternal. Quran always mentioned that people born and they die. So that was the right thing about Khadir is Khadir, he was a prophet, alayhi salam. In a certain aspect, he has some knowledge which Musa needs to learn so he can understand what passion, what suffering means so he can come. So he was prophet but not better than Musa. Musa certainly many, many times better than him, Musa alayhi salam. And then Khadir, you know, he died as everybody else died. He is never alive and there is no proof for Khadir to be alive. So that keep in mind. Now come to the story of Musa alayhi uh, salam. Allah wants to teach Musa alayhi salam the patience and the sabr. And the nice occasion happened to it. The nice occasion was that somebody asked Musa alayhi salam that, you know, Hadith Sahih Bukhari, who is the most knowledgeable person? So Musa alayhi salam, as a true person, an honest person, as he knows, he says, me, I am. So there's, there's no, you know, no, nothing wrong in that actually. Even the Prophet sallallahu alayhi salam, you know, Hadith Sahih Bukhari and Muslim everywhere, that, uh, uh, three people came to the house of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Bukhari, the three people came to the house of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and they asked his wives that uh, uh, what he does. And they, they mentioned that, you know, he has wife, you know, he, you know, he talk with them and he sometimes fast, sometimes not fast. In the night he also sleeps and sometimes he, he wakes for the prayer. So three people, that they realize, oh, it is very little. This, but he's my messenger. So one of them says, for me, I will never marry. All the time I ask Bada. Second person says, I will never sleep all the night, just in the prayer. And the third person says, I will never eat during the day. I always keep fasting, three people. And they left. When the Prophet came to his house, his wife told him that these three people come. With. Then he called them and he said, aren't you the one who said this? They said, yes. Then the Prophet said to them, Among all you, I am the one who has the most knowledge of Allah, most knowledgeable. And I am the one who fear Allah. You see what the Prophet said? I am the one who has got the most knowledge. No doubt, Musa has the most knowledge. Tell me, Imam Bani Israel, all these people, who has more knowledge? Musa or anybody else? Musa is not lying. And the, and the Prophet certainly has more knowledge. But the thing is, Allah wanted to, to use this story, this occasion, to make Musa to travel. So Allah you know, made Musa remember that you know, at least you should refer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah knows the best, I am the best, something like that. You should have to do it with Allah for Musa, son, no heart. But Allah wanted to use that to make Musa to learn more and to understand the patience and the sabr. Allah wanted to teach him something. And Musa al-Islam, so humble person, really amazing person, really. You know, one of the most humble person on the face in the history of the mankind. I think he meant hadith, so humble. He is a leader and he has been sent, he talks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, turn, turn, really. You know, somebody talks, he's direct student of Allah Taala. He's what? Direct student of Allah Taala. And now Allah tells him, go and learn from one of my slaves on, on, on a certain place. And then Musa does not hesitate, just go travel. Is it possible? Think properly. You know, somebody in, in Pakistan, you know, he was very proud. He said, I learned with Abu Hanifa for 17 years. So if you learn with Abu Hanifa for 17 years, certainly you should be arrogant anyway. But where? In the dream. I learned from Abu Hanifa 17 years in my dream. And you think I don't follow love Abu Hanifa? So learning from Abu Hanifa for 17 years makes you so arrogant that you don't want to learn from anybody in the world. Musa al-Islam all his life learned from who? From Allah. Who is his teacher? Allah. He, he gets salvation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But so humble when Allah tells him, oh, oh Musa, so and so my servant got a knowledge. 
which you don't have musa less knowledge less to have more knowledge he travels like in abdullah masood allah said if anybody tells anybody in the, in the world has more knowledge about about the quran than about anything i will travel by the camel for one month to get that knowledge from that person humble people in our time you are so arrogant if somebody studies life in oxford and then you think that you some telling that you know somebody in india has some knowledge more than you think no how can it possible indian people have to come to us we don't go to indian people like in jawzi in jawzi rahmallah big man we love him but you know he was from baghdad he never traveled or in baghdad the people tell tell him that you know your knowledge is not complete you need to travel you know go in jawzi said, no why i should not travel everybody come to baghdad i am from baghdad i should why, why should i go anywhere else you know people come to baghdad why should you baghdad this is not right you need to leave baghdad sometime people were not in baghdad maybe they can teach you something which you don't know people used to travel like imam bukhari travels anywhere he goes to makka to madina anywhere in the world he travels and they get more, more knowledge musa is a really very humble person very very humble person learns directly from allah gets revelation allah is peace with him but when allah tells him such as such my slave has got something which he knows which you don't know musa is so keen to connect from his journey if you can see humble and keen and a good manner to learn when he come to that person he speaks with him like a student speaks with the teacher though musa certainly is much much better than khadir no doubt we have no doubt that musa alayhi salam is much much better than khadir but when musa come to learn from khadir humble nice manner good manner properly amazing really in in the life of musa alayhi salam so now the story is starting the time now it is time for we hope you enjoyed today's episode please support us so we can continue to bring you world-class content at www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org forward slash donate and please don't forget to subscribe to deepdean.tv for more islamic studies content in hd videos assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh